What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. First of all, everybody, welcome back to Rewriting Her Story, the podcast. I have missed my best friend so much. So much. <laughs> and yes, we work together. However, we only work together one day a week in person. Yes. Other than that, we just Marco Polo all day so we can see yes. each other's faces. But when she was on vacation, I did not see her fucking beautiful face for oh. a week. And I was like, I'm going to die. This is the worst. I don't like this. <laughs> so then when I, I saw her, I was like, please don't ever leave me for a week again. I can't handle it. It's too much. And what did I tell you? That you would never do it again because you hated it. I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> it's too much, right? Like I was – don't get me wrong. I I love decompressing, taking a break, which is what we're going to talk about today. I love taking a step back, but I, I love what I do. I love helping people. I love the normalcy. I love the routine that I've built, and I really missed that routine. And <clears throat> saying that we only work together one day, I get that. But when we first started, oh, oh. my gosh – we it was all day every day. We worked mm-hmm. together. We were Monday through Friday besties from seven thirty a.m. until four thirty five p.m. We were together inseparable. So even yes. stepping down to that little bit that we had when we used to do what were we Mondays and Tuesdays together? Um, yeah. We were I back at the old so. office or Monday Wednesday. I don't remember. I think it was Monday, Tuesdays, maybe Wednesdays together. And then it went to like Monday, Wednesday. And then now it's just Mondays. I know. So I was so excited when we were like, okay, we have to record because obviously we had a little stash build up and now the stash is gone. So we are recording this in real time. This is the one that they're going to get Monday. No. No? There's one more? There's one more. So they'll get episode eight on Monday. This will be episode nine. So they'll get it in like a week and a half. Okay, so still very much so, very close to real time. Yes. So, what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about a hot topic, which is work-life balance and what that means for people. And it was interesting when you just said that you love what you do and you like the normalcy of things, and I was thinking about this earlier today. You know how, at least for us, divorced parents or single parents, Mm -hmm. whenever we have our kids, like, full-time, we're like, oh, I just need a fucking break, right? And then as soon as they leave, we're like, oh. I want you to come home, though, like I miss you. I do that every time. Every time I know Bug's mm-hmm. going to his dad's, I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to have a break. I can breathe. And then after, like, one day, I'm like, what am I – I'm bored. Like, <laughs> not that I want him climbing on top of me or, like, asking me 75,000 questions. I do like my alone time, but it just feels so weird, and it doesn't feel normal. It, it's so true. We are habitual creatures. And so getting away from those habits that we have worked so hard to create of – that routine and structure that brings us maybe that more, not maybe that more free time towards the end of the day, but that it's so foreign, right? When mm-hmm. we're away from it, it's like, what, but what am I supposed to do? Like, I think on vacation, I had every intention. Like I even like in my, um, gratitudes journal, like little notebook thing, I had written out my days and like what the days were of like, what, what, um, parks we were going to and I had full intention of writing my gratitudes and I think I only wrote my gratitudes on vacation once. Did it feel so weird? 
it felt so right. weird. And, like, just, I hated it. And it just, we were so go, go, go. And there just really, honestly, realistically was not time. And I get that, that we're like, oh, everybody has five minutes, blah, blah, blah. I honestly <laughs> was pressing snooze to get as much sleep as I could before I had to get up, get ready, and then go to the parks. Sure. So, so there just wasn't any time to do it. And I just, I've, I'm such a creature of habit that that brings me such comfort. So looking at that, it's like, how do we bring this work-life balance because when I was on vacation there were emails from clients despite me being like hey I'm going to be on vacation and no no for everybody listening to this I don't take vacation often I don't take vacation often I do not restrict myself from my clients so this was a moment where I really was like okay I'm taking this time I'm going to decompress I'm going to unplug I'm not going to answer work emails I'm not going to be available because I am never not available, right? And so I really was trying to implement this this balance. And gosh, that just did not happen. It wasn't completely like over the top, like, oh, it was ruined, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't. It was still an amazing vacation. I got to see my family. I got to hang out with people. It was awesome. We got to experience a lot of things. But I definitely, looking back, I'm like, man, there are some things I could have done differently that I definitely definitely will do differently for the next vacation. Do you feel like it was instilled in you though to always be available to clients no matter what because where we used to work? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I absolutely think that that is one thing that has been a hard habit to break is mm-hmm. trying to constantly be on, especially because I feel like this past year reinforced that. Reinforcing like we're home. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm never disconnected. Like I'm always here. My computer, my laptop is always on. The office is always open. I can always just walk and go to my computer and start working. I think the more important thing is setting those boundaries. And what do those boundaries look like? Because they're different for everybody, right? So what do those boundaries look like for you? What is going to be a healthy balance for you? And understanding that living in that gray area is so healthy. This is not a black and white answer. It's different for everybody. I think that also, too, I think just the nature of our job makes it hard to try Mm -hmm. to decompress or unplug because we want to be there for people, especially when you love your job. Like, I love what I do. I love helping people. So I want to help as much as possible. Um, So when people need me, I want to respond. But I also understand that there has to be a point where they learn to fly without me. Mm -hmm. It's like a baby learning to self-soothe, right? We want to be available for people because we want to show them that we care. But at what point do our own needs come into play? And I think Mm -hmm. it's very easy for somebody to feel guilty about saying, I'm not going to respond after such and such time. I will tell you that the online platform that we work for, it brought back some of those like, I don't want to say trauma responses because they're not trauma responses, but those instilled reactions to be hypervigilant of emails. And when somebody emails you, you mm-hmm. respond right away because it has to do with X, Y, Z, and that's the expectation. And so with the online platform, whenever I got a message, I was like, oh my God, I have to respond right now. Otherwise, I'm going to lose them as a client or they're going to yeah. think I don't care. And I had to be like, okay, bro, like you're not available 24-7 and you have to set that precedent. Otherwise, you are going to... A, burn yourself out, and B, give these people these expectations that they can message you whenever and that you are going to be there to do whatever it is that they need, right? And Mm -hmm. that's not how the world works. Mm -hmm. I definitely remember when I first started in September with the online platform being like, oh my gosh, okay, I have to get back. I have to respond. And feeling this overwhelming, overwhelming feeling until I took a step back of like, okay, 
if I'm not helping myself though, if I'm not pouring into me, what does that look like? And that's, it's the example that I give to all, 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 all of my clients. Think about when you're on an airplane and trust me, it pains me to say that because I do not like flying. Your girl is not a great flyer. I lose it. Um, however, <laughs> I did great on my vacation. Um, looking at that, that an analogy, I was going to say analogy. <laughs> <laughs> English was not her favorite subject, everybody, just so you know. Not. I just <laughs> want to tell you it took us five minutes to record a 30-second um, um, commercial on this for this podcast. It was great. I literally we needed it, though. stop laughing. I'm really hoping CJ takes some of those and puts them for bloopers for this because it literally is just me being like, okay, okay. okay. It's just the epitome Wait, of us when we're together. It's hilarious. Yes. It's great. Yes. God, even like just talking about this, I was like, God, I just want to record with you immediately, like yes. today. I mean, it doesn't even have to make sense. I just want to do it. Um, but okay, back to my point. So when I'm using this analogy of being on an, an airplane and when they're going through their safety measures before you take off and whatnot, they're talking about how you, okay, in case of um, loss of oxygen, that you need to put your mask on first. I love that analogy and using that with my clients because if you are not okay first, Nobody else around you is okay. You can't pour into other people when you are not full. So, like, if your oxygen mask is on, it does not matter how bad you want to help other people. You are not doing them a disservice. Like, realistically, in my head, what's playing right now is, like, just a mom just, like, passing out from oxygen deprivation. Trying to get her kid's mask mask on, on, yeah. And then, like, like falling with it with her. And, like, yeah, you're you're not doing anybody a service. You have to be okay first to be able to pour into other people. And that's where this work life balance comes from, right? So, so what does work-life balance look like? I was going to say, here's the thing. I feel that work-life balance can look like sacrifice, right? Mm -hmm. And let's explore this. So it can look like sacrifice of maybe getting less sleep because you're waking up early or getting less sleep because you're staying up later. Like you have to figure out what works for you. There was a point in time that I was getting up at 4.30 every day to work out for an hour and a half before I went to work because that was important to me. There was times in my life where I wanted to stay up late because I was like, well, it's my only time to be alone. And then my work balance with lack of sleep was not great. We Mm -hmm. all have the same 24 hours in a day. It depends on how you choose to use it. I hear people say all the time, but I don't have time. I don't have time. I have to do this. I have to do that. You do have the time. You just have to figure out what's important to you and how you're willing to spend that time. Like today, I woke up at 8.30 because I had no kid and he's on spring break. So I didn't have to get up early. So I woke up on my own at 8.30 and I literally, after I meditated, laid in my bed for an hour debating on going to get my blood work done. I was like, no, I don't have to. I don't have to do anything today. So I'm not getting up to go do it. And then I was like, bitch, if you don't get up and do it, You're going to be so mad when you got to drag your kid with you and it's going to be worse. Like I had to have this whole conversation in my head to get something done because my day was thrown off by a lack of structure. Mm -hmm. I know that when I don't have structure, I have to hype myself up even, even more to get things done. As much as I don't necessarily enjoy waking up early every day, getting my shit done, getting him ready for school, doing all the things, it forces me to get shit done instead of just sitting around doing nothing. So structure isn't a bad thing. And I think it gets a bad rap because people are like, well, I don't want to be told what to do. I don't want to have rules. I don't want to have blah, blah, blah. Like, sure, you can think of it like that, but is that helping? Right. (laughs) 
DBT. DBT. So, <laughs> implementing a DBT thought process of looking at opposite action when we're stopping ourselves. I think it is step four. We'll talk more about opposite action in another episode. Yes. Foresha- foreshadowing. But I believe it is step four where we're looking at asking ourselves, is this effective? Mm-hmm. Is operating in that mindset, well, I don't have to. I don't want to. And that's taking away from my freedom, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Like, no, that's like 16-year-old that me functioning is what that is. Literally, Like, I just want to be a rebel. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Okay, you're <laughs> fucking yourself over, you stupid it's, idiot. Exactly. This is a conversation then, I was having with myself today of like, you're being so dumb. Yes. Uh, and then that goes into uh, cognitive errors. DBT. Cognitive errors of not being able, not being able to focus on these cognitive distortions that we have. So labeling, calling yourself stupid, idiot, mm-hmm. or but like sitting or shaming yourself for not doing the behavior. When in reality, if we take a step back and look at, is this effective? Is is behaving or thinking like this effective? That I I don't have anything to do, so I don't necessarily need to go get it done. Is that effective? No. I have the time available to do it now, and if I bring my child with, not that they are some like. <laughs> just inbred all over the place. Well, and he's not like two years old where I have to carry him around. Like he's fucking almost eight. Like he can just sit there, but it just, you know. Here's 47 questions I don't want to answer about (laughs) getting my blood drawn because it's not fun. It doesn't feel good. But why? (laughs) But why are you doing that? But why? But why is it like that? But mom, you just got to explain it to me. And I'm like, Sophia, this is an adult topic. Like you don't need to know. I just don't understand when you're going to explain it to me. I'm like, I'm already 47 right now. What are you doing? Quit asking me It's my life every day. Yeah, it's my life every day. I'm waiting for the really uh, uncomfortable (laughs) questions to come where I'm like, what? I didn't hear you. What? I don't, I don't know. Literally. Why, why do you and dad not live together though? Like, I'm like, oh God. Well, you see. (laughs) (laughs) But realistically, looking at, is this effective? So sitting here, beating ourselves up, and or having this willful attitude of like, I'm not going to do it. I don't Mm -hmm. want to. In the book Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about people thinking that this structure and routine creates this like uh, it, this pull away from this free time, right? But in reality, if you structure your day and you have this this routine that you follow, that you have more free time in mm-hmm. the long run because it's not leaving this, well, I'll do it later. You know, like, oh, okay, I'll work out later. It's not a big deal. No, you're, you're getting it all done now. So it's like, okay, from 3 to 7 p.m., I'm open and I can do mm-hmm. whatever I want. So now that we've got like the understanding of like, well, hopefully with other people. I mean, if you guys ever have questions, please, you know where we're at. And if you mm-hmm. don't, our our handles would be in the show notes. So if you ever have questions about any of this, of like learning how to maybe set that routine, just give us a message. Let us know. We're more than willing to help. Steph and I are both accepting clients, so please know that it's always an option. So setting that aside, looking at like, okay, first of all, we need to structure our day to be able to allow us this work-life balance, Right. However, now, how do we set those boundaries? What do those mm-hmm. boundaries look like? What do, well, for me, my boundaries, and I'm very clear about my boundaries with all my clients, whether it be the private practice, my own business, or the online platform of, look, I am available during X, XYZ time to respond to messages. 
if it's after that time, I will get back to you within 24 hours. Like I am, I don't know that I've ever been this upfront with clients before because I had that mentality of like, well, I feel bad. They like need somebody to talk to. And then I had the realization of bitch, you can't save everybody. They have to be able to function on their own. Right. Like otherwise they'll never feel confident to handle things on their own. If there's always somebody there to kind of quote unquote, pick up the pieces. And that's not to sound harsh. Like I do what I do because I love to help people, but at the end of the day, people have to be responsible for themselves. And so that's what I want to teach people is that independence to be able to handle things, you know, and I was talking to a client the other day about how people have literally said to me, I was in this situation and your voice came in my head and I remembered what we talked about and you told me to do this and I did. And then I'm like, awesome, right? Yes. So for me, it's it's recognizing the times that I'm available. And I'm also very clear about from Friday to Sunday, I don't generally respond to clients because I need to recharge by myself. Like, I know, like you're not like this. You are a very social person. You could be around people fucking 24 seven. I <laughs> am the opposite. When I'm around people for too much, I get home and I'm like, I just want to like hibernate for three and a half years at this point. It's just like I have to recharge like a battery. I don't know. And I think I've always been this way. I think sometimes the problem is I pick up too much energy around me and then I just hold it all and it just feels like too much. Mm -hmm. So from Friday to Sunday is like my time to like rest and reset. And Sundays are my legit day that I try to do nothing. And that is so Mm -hmm. I can prepare to give everybody my best when Monday comes around. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like those boundaries because they're like – well, then we can't do anything on Sunday or, you know, you have these things where you can't do this and this and, and see, yeah, because I'm putting me first and that's okay. Cause mm-hmm. for Absolutely. fucking 30 plus years of my life, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I agree 1000% putting those boundaries in place. And I will say like stuff. I love the fact that you have those boundaries and I, yes, I absolutely am an extrovert. I get charged up by being able to see other people and talking to other people and like, like just being like, what are you doing? You do it. What, what does that look like? <laughs> like, just just before we started recording, I was like, "Why didn't you fucking invite me? Where where were you? I want to go." Like, I I definitely. Where I was like, um, "Don't call me. I don't want to go." I, I suffer a lot from FOMO of like, I want to be doing everything. I want to have my hand in every fire and blah blah. But blah. dude, that's gotten way better However, since we met. Yes, since we met. Oh my gosh, met. Jesus. Yes, since we <laughs> started messing together. What was that? Where did that come from? What was that? Not really sure. Accent? What is that? So embarrassing. Messing together? Like, what is this, the fucking New York in the fucking 1940s? What am I in? A a reproduction of Newsies? Like, I do love that musical, the one and only musical that I love. Oh my God, Newsies. Every, Every moment of Christian Bale in a Newsies cap. What changed your FOMO, though? Because I do feel like it changed drastically. Because you used to do everything all the time Mm -hmm. with anybody. And I feel like that changed a lot. So what changed it for you? I think recognizing that I cannot be everything for everyone at all times. And I also think, like, I'm not giving my best to the people who matter most to me. So, like, Mm -hmm. if I'm sitting here in a relationship and obviously have a daughter, and I'm not able to fully focus on them, like, that's... At some point, however long that goes unchecked, that starts to become disrespectful mm-hmm. of not being able to say, like, I, I want to focus on you. Like, you guys are a priority in my life that that has to be something that I do. And it's it's a work in progress. I am not 
I am not great at setting those boundaries. I get an email and I'm like, well, I'm at home. I might as well just respond. But then I get looped in and, and then it's this, this 20, 30 minute conversation. And it's like, oh, we have a session tomorrow. Like, why can't mm-hmm. we just talk about this tomorrow? So, mm-hmm. but it's, again, that's also on me. That's a choice. I'm going to my computer. This has nothing to do with clients and everything to do with me. That is a choice for me to break that boundary and go respond. They're just doing what they're allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this mm-hmm. has nothing to do with them and everything to do with me. And so I think this vacation, after having a couple of clients reach out and, and feeling very overwhelmed about the vacation that I took and like how much energy it took and not really recognizing how much energy it was going to take. It definitely coming home was like this realization this past week where I have just been exhausted. I've been trying to catch up on sleep. Haven't been working out in the morning really looking looking at like I need to pour into me I need to make mm-hmm. sure that I'm good first and so that's going to have to look like setting boundaries it's going to have to look like after my sessions on Saturday from Saturday until Monday I'm absolutely unavailable I am not responding to anything um obviously if there's an emergency Steph and I both are professionals we will handle absolutely. that absolutely uh, that is that's that's a different story that goes without However, saying if, sure if this is something that I'm looking at where I feel like everything has to have a disclaimer though, right? Like, same. I feel like I feel like I'd be like, oh my God, they're just not, because they're because not talking to their suicidal patients. Like, <laughs> I feel like no, people could misinterpret, are. Are. trust me, people could misinterpret what we say and, and run with it for sure. Yes. So we absolutely will handle it if it's an emergency. Also though, being able to reevaluate, like my family is important. My time is important mm-hmm. and I give so much time. Trust me, when I'm in those sessions, I'm giving you everything that I have because I love what I do. I love what I do. It is not meant for you to be like, oh, I feel bad. Like, gosh, I can't tell you how many times this past week, too. I also heard, like, I'm so sorry to dump all this on you. Give it to me. I want all of it. I want all of that. <laughs> dump it all on me because that's my job. I want all of the puzzle pieces. I want to sort it out and I want to fix it. If, to some extent, I am well aware that I can't fix everything, but I want to help you understand your puzzle, your journey, your life to get to that next level so that you're not stewing in this purgatory. Mm-hmm. I also know that I need to take that time to recharge for myself and also age, dude. I feel like growing up and like hitting certain levels in my life, I've also been able to be like, how important is that? And I also sure. feel like this past year has really taught me like, you don't need to be out at those places. It doesn't, what does it matter? Mm-hmm. You're not missing out on anything. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing in this business that I'm building is so fulfilling. I'm not going to find it in those other places or mm-hmm. hanging out with all these certain friends or whatever. That doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. You're absolutely right. I just had a question in my head and I forgot it. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't a question. It was, it was a Mari. statement. I was, <laughs> I was going to say it was a Mari moment. Yeah. Um, I have always admired your ability to be a hustler, right? Like you will work 52 jobs if you have to. I was like that growing up, but I think Mm -hmm. in all honesty, from working in such a high stress environment for so long, I was the person who would never call in Mm -hmm. sick because I was made to believe that people relied on me and without me, they couldn't get through their day. That is like the culture that we worked Mm in. Or the fact of if you called in sick, somebody had to cover for you and you're going to fucking ruin that person's day. Also, not an us issue. That's like a management issue that has nothing to do with us. So, But that was yes. like instilled in me where I felt constant pressure every day to show up no matter how much pain I was in. Emotionally, physically, whatever. It didn't matter. Everybody else came first. And so to 
reverse that and put myself first was very weird. But when you first started the online platform, you were like, dude, honestly, the chats are like simple. You can reply to text messages. You can do it from your phone. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. You are so much more willing though to be flexible with your hours and your time where I'm like, absolutely not. Like after 7 p.m., it's my time with my kid because otherwise all we do all day is school stuff. And I don't have, co- I don't have like quality time with him. Granted, you have so f- mm-hmm. different schedules than I do, but I've just tried really hard to stick to things that are for the betterment of me, which maybe for some people that sounds selfish. But again, for 30 plus years of my life, I wasn't putting self-care at the forefront of where it needed to be. And now that I am, it just takes getting used to, you know, if you live your life being a martyr and doing everything for everyone all the time, the second you stop doing that, people are like, um, what? You were always available before. Why aren't you now? And it's like, well, that wasn't healthy though. So other people's interpretations of us are none of our business. That's so a fucking fact. decide to choose and interpret you being air quotes, selfish, Allow them. Allow them. Mm-hmm. That That is absolutely your prerogative. If you want to think that me putting myself first and my family first is selfish, that's okay. I'm not here to argue with you about that. Yep. You can think that. I know that this is healthy for me and that's what I'm going to do. And that that is the absolute reason why this summer, coming to a summer near you, <laughs> I'm going to take off. I'm going to take off Wednesdays. Coming at you live from Saturday So Wednesdays, night. I... <laughs> coming to you live... It was Saturday also night. The commercial that I kept bringing up. <laughs> I kept bringing it up, and we're not coming live from anywhere. I don't know where. I don't know where I got that verbiage from. I was just like, "Hey guys, it's Mari from <laughs> Jeff and Mari's podcast." What? That doesn't. It's not even the name of our podcast. Anyways. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, wait. What? You're taking off Wednesdays? Yes, I'm gonna take off Wednesdays. You're like not the whole in the day. office with I me, know. so that's okay. I mean, maybe yeah. I'll change in the summer. I don't know. I would never take away our time together. Okay, good. Good. Um, I uh, yeah, Mondays will always be a thing. Um, however, I definitely think my sister has off with my nephews on Wednesdays, and so I was like, you know what? What would be awesome is I'm going to try to get a pool membership at a country club near me, so that would lend because my daughter loves swimming, and again, it's still we're in the middle of a Panera Bread, so. <laughs> We're still doing this Corona thing. So my thought was like, okay, why don't I do something or get something where it's that we're able to enjoy and we can enjoy whenever we want so that it's, it's a pool and she loves swimming. And then I can be out in the sun because I love being in the sun. I can listen to a book. I can read a book. I can talk with my sister. My nephews can come. So I, that is what I think I'm going to do. Maybe I'll do some stuff in the morning until it gets warm. But like, honestly, I'm thinking noon and on, I'm done. I'm done. So that's awesome. It's, it's a really big step for me. So I haven't solidified it. I'm, I don't know yet. Like, I'm nervous. I'm That's exciting, though. Like, and here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. You you saying, like, oh, you're a hustler. You're, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I already picked up a shift working at the, where, the place that I waitress or bartend because I was like, well, I should probably have one of those on the books. Like, I just, it, it just, that's been instilled in me of, like, if you can do it, do it. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, okay, well, maybe I can get to that point where I'm, like, 45, 50, and I'm, like, but done. Mm-hmm. Don't have to do anything anymore. And then maybe, maybe our dreams, our dreams of just recording this podcast can, and I use just slightly because, well, this really is not difficult. It's so easy. <laughs> I love this. So we could just record this podcast and that could be what we do. That could you be, imagine? Oh, what a dream come true. 
No, I can't. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm going to. I'm going to manifest the fuck out of it. But And I think it's very interesting to sit back and and look at what we talked about before in a previous episode of like priorities, right? Because priorities play a huge mm-hmm. role in a work-life balance, figuring out what's important to you, figuring out what you want, what you need. Um, it's also very easy to be unclear about your priorities and mm-hmm. about your wants and your needs. I had a talk with a client the other day about a relationship that he's in and, and I told him, you need to figure out what your wants and needs are and you need to ask her what hers are because until you know... You guys are just, like, going at this blindly. And, yeah, sure, is it uncomfortable and scary and, like, the possibilities of endless are endless of what is going to be talked about? Sure. But that doesn't mean that it shouldn't happen, right? Like, mm-hmm. some of the best things come from being scared or taking risks. And I think you taking off Wednesdays is not a risk. It's just a big difference. That's what I use my Fridays for in the summer. What sucks mm-hmm. is we live in a fucking state where you can never predict when it's going to be fucking hot out. So, a, you know, a Friday could be raining, <laughs> right. but Thursday was beautiful and I was in the office all day. Like, it's right, right. whatever. It's the joys of living in Wisconsin. But <laughs> I think that you doing that is a really big deal. And I think it's just leading you farther into, like, the – not necessarily financial freedom, but, like, the freedom to live your life how you want to live it based mm-hmm. on the business that you're building. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you know that we made it literally 30 minutes without, with, without, without saying I think or absolutely in the past minute we both just did it? And I was like, damn it. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just said it. it like 14 times. So No, you literally only just said it. And then I just said, absolutely. <laughs> damn it. Unless CJ gets us and he's like, no, you guys said it at um, minute 32. <laughs> Actually, at 0.3 oh. seconds in, you had already said it, so. <laughs> you, you whispered it coming in, so. Uh, Anything else? Okay, here, I just said it. <laughs> I, I definitely think that it, it ties on to, and this will, this will be my closing thought, I definitely think it ties on to that priorities podcast because it looks like that vulnerability, right? Showing mm-hmm. up and being vulnerable and saying, I'm not available. Mm-hmm. And so you're opening yourself up to that judgment from other people. And this could look like anything. Like We're sitting here talking about our therapy because that's that's what pertains to us, right? But this could pertain to anything. This could pertain to like doctors saying, I'm only going to work from 10 to 2. Or mm-hmm. it could pertain to um, people picking up waitressing shifts of like, I can only be available Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, not all week. It, it doesn't matter what line of work that you're in. You need to decide what is going to work best for you and being comfortable with saying no. Other people's interpretations of what you are doing are none of your business. They're going to feel how they want to feel. That is a choice. Mm-hmm. That is a choice. You are not creating those feelings for them. That's a choice. So you sitting here thinking like, oh, well, these people are going to be mad at me. Let them fucking be mad. Yep. It's not their you life. You matter more because if you are not putting, yeah, if you're not putting yourself first, it doesn't matter yep. because you're not going to be at your best and then you're going to give them this half-assed approach and then what? Half of the jobs and people that I know you give a half-assed approach, something is definitely wrong. Yep. Something is wrong. I have friends who are doctors, who are nurses, who, who are therapists, all of these things. You give a half-assed approach, that is a problem. Mm-hmm. So put yourself first. You matter more first. You can't help others unless your cup is full. Fill your cup first. One million percent. And as per usual. One hundred. (laughs) Four hundred. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. 
As per usual, you can find us on Instagram at Rewriting Her Story Podcast. Uh, I am at SpookyFitMom13. Mari is at B underscore XO11. Her website is uh, BeTheChangeNow.com. My, what? Mine is IamRedefiningMe.com. Um, like, subscribe, share all the shit. Tell everybody. Make sure everybody listens. We appreciate all of you guys so, so, so much. All the feedback we get is just like it fills our heart and it. Mm-hmm. just further like makes us confident in what we're doing and so we appreciate everybody who's listened and shared and commented and like sent us messages we love it very very much it absolutely fills my heart to know that people are having these messages resonate with them that we're putting smiles on faces that people are laughing that people are enjoying it but then also that people are taking this into consideration and in and implementing it so please by all means even if there is constructive feedback we would love to hear it we both have done the work to be yes. able to, to handle get it. that feedback and to, to be able to be like okay de- i can definitely see where they're coming from so please any type of feedback we're here for it. Yes. Our email is rewritingherstorypodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's all in the show notes if you guys look at it. I hope you do because, yes. you know, I put time and effort into those little blurbs that I write. But anyways, we will yes. talk to you guys very, very soon on the next episode. Thank mm-hmm. you very much for tuning in. Thank you. Bye. Bye.